Great to talk with Richard, uh, and no doubt he had a good little Christmas with the family, which is very, very special. Good morning, mate. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, everybody. Yeah, it's uh, always good when you can get uh, together with as much family as possible. Certainly is, mate. And uh, from a racing perspective, uh, I'll tell you what, um, we all went into Saturday, well, maybe not all of us, but we all went into Saturday thinking, right, okay, we're going to see... Empire of Japan win well here and we're going to see these horses in Queensland win well and this Magic Millions market will take shape. Well, I think it did the reverse. I think now we're sort of, well, we've got even more of a um, a few question marks. Well, I'm having a break from my race net column, David, but I think it was four weeks ago that I, I, I think I led my whole column with um, shut the gate, give the trophy over and let's just move on. Um, I think Empress of Wonders uh, is the best two-year-old I've seen so far. Um, it's run second both times. I think its runs have been incredible. And uh, it's interesting to see what Annabelle Neesham does. Do we get to see it next weekend? Do we get to see it the week after before the Magic Mans? Or does it scrape into the field of the Magic Mans with $63,000 in stake money? So, uh, yeah, look, I agree, David. I, look, I don't know about last Saturday. It was a little bit easy. Um, I think a lot of people had queries on different parts of the form, Empress of Japan and whether Godfather and uh, its run. So I, I think there was plenty of queries, and but I do agree that last Saturday it didn't make the picture any clearer. No, and that uh, that particular horse, you, you mentioned that Philly Empress of Wonder. She was impressive, wasn't she? Um, there at Flemington behind Charm Stone and then and Malaboom, she was she just rocketed home there at Eagle Farm over the 1,000. Uh, and you're right, we might try and chat with Annabelle this week because um, no noms at this stage through, uh, f- but we're going to have to see her probably, aren't we? Because she only got the 63000 in prize money. Well, last last year, David, 50800 I think, got you in the field. Um, there's always a couple of drop-off. Uh, I think Annabelle was keen to get there. And, um, will it be enough? You're not sure, but uh, sometimes you've got to roll the dice if you think it's best going in there fresh. But... Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's a few horses that I think their probably reputations have been dented, but they'll, they'll run anyway. But uh, there's always one or two that, that drop away. But, yeah, look, it'll be a good race no matter what. Um, but I think, what, what, i tell you what, Saturday's, uh, the last weekend's proven Saturday and again yesterday with the Summer Cup, that the the, uh, the form of the Ingham might be A-OK. Uh, Dime Mill yeah. started shorter than both Lion Draw and Skylab. Uh, and I know that neither Skylab or Lion Draw had a lot of luck and Dime Mill got the momentum up, was able to win, but then we saw the other horses that went to Queensland on Saturday for the the, the feature race there on Saturday being Skyman and Arameo. They're, they ran 1-2 on Saturday out of the Ingham, so Jesus proven a good form line the last couple of weeks. Certainly has, uh, and I think that's only going to continue on. Do you think that um, that then justifies what happened with that particular race? Oh, most definitely. It's uh, the, the Villiers turn in Ingham. It's a uh, it's a good race, and it's a quality race. Um, you throw prize money, you get good fields, you get quality fields, and you get um, the, the form will continue on. Um, look, not everything works, but when you try something uh, and you get a little bit of a result straight in the next couple of weeks, it shows that the, the decision may have been may have been right. So, you know, I, I, I think the Ingham will be continued. I think there'll be a lot of form lines. It was good to see Aramayo race so well again. Uh, it's been a long time since he's had a drink, but Sam Cavan has got him going terrific. And, and Skyman's always been a quality horse. We saw him win the Rolly Mile at Hawkesbury. And, um, Saturday, he showed when he just got shuffled back that the turn of speed that he's got, when Ryan Maloney got into the outside, he, 
he just went bang and, and, and toyed with them. But the Summer Cup yesterday, it was um, it was a bash and barge affair. I saw there was a few suspensions out of the race. Uh, Skylab just didn't get the clearest room. Protest third against second. Benny Cohen on line draw. He didn't know whether he was Arthur or Martha, inside or outside. And while that was happening, Dive Mill, as I said, started shorter than both of them in the Ingham, yet started double nearly almost out three or four points longer than them yesterday. Why do you think that was? Oh, look, I don't... Well, Reese Jones rode Dime Mill in the Ingham and had just had no luck whatsoever. Um, and then, bang. Uh, yeah, look, it just... Up, up to the, the 2,000 metres, I thought it was going to suit Dime Mill. It was, it was a good run line draw. Look, there, there wasn't much between any of them, and it was just a matter of who was going to get the luck. The other two never got the luck, uh, and it certainly did. Even the horse set... What was the horse set... Military mission didn't even have a lot of luck. There was a, mm. You go back through that race yesterday, and there was a lot of hard luck stories. Um, a lot of my mates and I, we like to call uh, the Summer Cup Day the I'm Imposing Cup Day. And of course, the horse that uh, we used to race with, Frank and uh, Tony Mitica, and uh, he won the Summer Cup two years in a row. Blake Shin rode him one year when he won. What about uh, tomorrow at Gosford, mate? This uh, meeting sort of, well, it hasn't crept up on us because we mentioned it last week, but they'll get a good crowd there for this Guineas where we get to see Hell I Am spin around uh, with John O'Shea and Ben Coach, Shalali with Nashra Willer and also Russian Conquest. And then you've got the uh, the Queen of the Bell, um, or the Bell of the Turf, not the Queen of the Bell, the Bell of the Turf. Uh, but that's attracted some very nice mares as well. Well, I tell you the thing, first thing is, if, if you've got a race meeting around this period, like Gosford is, the crowd will be enormous. Uh, Boxing Day at Newcastle was good. And I, I think there's been a... If you get a, a race meeting around the Christmas, the New Year period, you've got to really get out and market it. I think a couple of clubs probably haven't been at the forefront that I've been to in the last week, but um, I think Daniel Lacey and the team at Gosford have really been pumped for this meeting, and I reckon they're going to get a massive crowd out there. And, and as I said, at least there's some feature races. Uh, all was just like besides the Summer Cup, I thought a lot of the other races were lackluster. Um, I thought we should have half juggled the Saturday and the and the and the Monday meeting. I, I thought we we missed an opportunity there in City Racing. And but tomorrow at Gosford, you've got feature racing. You've got a great promotion. You've got a Central Coast venue. There's going to be a good crowd, and we're going to see some good horses and some that will progress from there to some better class racing. What do you mean? Do you, do you mean that the Saturday meeting should have been the Monday meeting? Oh, look, I just thought, outside of the Summer Cup, I, I thought we lacked a, uh, a little, any punch whatsoever at Ramwick yesterday. I, uh, if you can somehow explain to me why we're at nine metres rail on Saturday and then um, for ten races, which is our premium day, and then back to a, the, the true rail yesterday, uh, I think we need to have a good look at that. Uh, I think we uh, we missed something there, but yeah, we had one race yesterday, the Summer Cup. A few of the other races was. Uh, I think you and I could have been competitive. There were plenty of Irish on track there yesterday. Um, I, I think they that's a, just a bit of a tradition, is it? Because Irish kisses. I tell you what, <laughs> Tracy Bartley, I love him. He's told me to back that horse the last couple of starts, and we've had no luck. And then yesterday, I forgot to give him a ring. It was my own fault. And here it is. What about Tyler Schiller? He now loses his claim. Four um, in the bag tomorrow. He he has just gone from strength to strength, mate. I, I hate to be a, um, sounding your own trumpet, Dave, but I reckon I've been saying it for a few months now that it was the Canterbury night season, not, not we're currently in the season prior. He rode a horse 
for Mitch and Desiree Carney. I just can't remember the name of the horse. And it won a couple of times over that over that thing. And I remember talking to Tyler, and it just gave He's a lovely young man, Tyler. I, mean, I spoke to him prior to coming to Sydney. I thought at one stage he was going to come to one or two other different Sydney stables. He ended up at Mark Newnan's, Tyler. And Mark's done a great job, like he does with a lot of these young men. But the thing is, it gave Tyler the confidence. I honestly thought 18 months ago, well, well even just 15 months ago, he'll ride out, outright his claim, he'll eventually get there, he'll go back down the Riverina, and, and we'll see him ride there with a few of them. The last, uh, he's the most improved jockey in the country by a considerable margin. Um, he makes mistakes, but everyone makes mistakes. Jockeys, everyone in every facet of life, we all make mistakes. Yet Tyler's making less and less week in, and he's a He's just a quality rider now. He, he won't need the he won't need the A alongside his name. He's really taken that next step. We've had some great apprentices previously, and become uh, Tommy Sherry, and of course Robbie Dolan have all come through. But Tyler Schiller, um, can week out without the apprentice or any claim alongside. That's for sure. Well, the other thing too is, I mean, even that ride on on Irish Kisses yesterday. I mean, maybe a Tyler Schiller twelve months ago might have panicked in that three deep position. Well, and thought, oh, geez, what am I going to do? Hunted it up, you know, burnt the candle. But instead, yesterday, didn't panic, just had the horse comfortable. And, um, yeah, that that's, yeah, exactly what you said. He's just, uh, yeah, very good. Oh, look, look, Zach Lloyd's very promising young rider. Dylan Gibbons is very, very promising. Reese Jones has shown uh, that he's a good rider. And, and like, you can give it to Reese. Uh, I know Reese was under pressure with JoJo was a man on Saturday. Things hadn't gone right. And, you know, but he come out and he said to John Thompson, "I, I, I want to stick with, I want to stick with it. I know what we've done wrong." And bang, he wrote JoJo was a man ten out of ten on Saturday and was able to get the money. So, but we've got a good bunch of young riders. Uh, Nash Riddle's back, as you mentioned, at Gosford. Um, uh, he's as good as the, I think we've ever seen Nash when he, when he's at the top of his game. So, um, but Tyler Schiller has certainly just gone to that that next level. There's no doubt about that, and uh, I'll be excited. You know, in you know, five, ten years to time, you'll say, yeah, I remember when Tyler first came to Sydney and he might just be holding the Sydney tra- uh, Jockeys Premiership aloft by then. Mate, uh, plenty of text on the text line, plenty of G'ing up. How was your Christmas day? What did you get stuck into? What was the uh, the winner in terms of meals and how many sit-ups have you done this morning? <laughs> well, you, you might realise that um, the couple of days before Christmas, I, I just drove to Coonabarabran and back just for, to go to the race. cherries. Uh, yeah, well, the cherries have been very disappointed. They haven't come this year. We're, we're expecting them in the next few days, David. No, but we had a very quiet family. Do uh, we went to uh, my sister-in-law Anne's, my late brother Matthew's place, and uh, first time there for Christmas, and uh, we're all there. That's beautiful, we, mate. I I walk in the door. Uh, I had a plan. Uh, we we'd gone to we'd gone to we, my family, my wife and I, we we and our kids. We go to the cemetery on Christmas morning to see. My wife's late sister and a few others. Anyway, we t- we take the dog with us, and we've got a big dog, Mac, the Labrador. And I pl- I love when you plan something well out. And we took a picture of Max in the car with us all. And then I waited two and a half hours later when we're going to my sister-in-law's place and sent a picture to everyone saying, "We're just running ten minutes late. We're on the way." And I sent the picture with the dog. Well, <clears throat> they all panicked. Oh, we'll bring in the dog. Uh, Oh, Christmas Day, so it was exciting when we walked in. They all they were all in fright mode, but Max the dog didn't turn up. But I walk in the door, Dave, keys and hat on the bench, shirt off, bang, straight downstairs into the pool. Uh, I, I won the award. It was outstanding. 
No, it's fantastic. Isn't it, isn't it funny too? The dog. Um, when I don't have one, but when you get that message or the dog appears and folks think, "Oh no, the dog's coming." Oh no. <laughs> I tell you what, I really like Dave. If we can talk about, we're almost in the yes. year. When you go to a cafe or somewhere or for breakfast or, or, or a restaurant, and they allow dogs to sit there at the table with people, <laughs> just for those people out there, you will never see me ever at a joint that allows dogs, and I love dogs. But dogs sitting at restaurants and cafes, William, you know, that might happen in some areas and it might happen if you're an EST, an Eastern Suburbs type, but you won't see our calendar at any joint like that. There's, no, there's a time and place to have your dog and it's not at a restaurant oh. or a cafe. Oh, very, very good. Very, very good. Mate, um, enjoy. Enjoy your week ahead. Uh, we'll chat to you next week. Uh, have you got much planned for New Year's? No, well, I'm, I'm going to the gym. Obviously, I go to the gym most mornings. Uh, a little <laughs> mate of mine lives down the road. He's got self-brew. No, um, we're going out. Uh, uh, we've had a very, very great period, but uh, we are going out on New Year's Eve to a, um, a great mate of mine, Graham Collis, who's the best turf yeah. grower and advisor in the world. And we're going to uh, uh, the deck house down at Woolwich. It's uh, magnificent. You look straight up the harbour, so it'll be... Uh, it'll be a good little spot just to in, uh, enjoy New Year's Eve. But the nine thirty-five, the nine o'clock fireworks, they finish at about quarter past nine. So I'd expect I'll be home just prior to ten. Perfect, <laughs> mate. Well, enjoy, enjoy, and then we'll chat to you next week. All right. Same to you, Dave, and to everyone. Have a have a wonderful New Year, and more importantly, have a safe.